You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop. Hey, and welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight. Always lucky to be joined by my man, Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you? I'm doing well, AK. Good having everybody with us. We're at home. It's nice to be at home a little bit. We're here in the SCGA boardroom, Hall of Fame room at the SCGA offices. Yep, not at Holly Tree, staring at the driving range for a change. <laughs> That's right. Nothing wrong with that. We always appreciate them. Hey, I love the space. It's a great spot to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we uh, we we we've had a, a a great time and some some good things happened over the last couple of weeks. Uh, start off, Alan. We we finally, after two years, were able to get our Ken Am matches in down there at Watchesaw Plantation. Uh, you know, the not only with the pandemic and obviously trying not being able to do some things we wanted to, but those Canadians were having a heck of a time getting in and out and and, and couldn't for a long time. So right. they actually were able to get down here, spend a couple uh, 10 to 14 days at Myrtle Beach prior to the matches. Uh, and then they come in with their squad of eight, eight boys and eight girls to take on what we call the Americans squad of eight boys and eight girls, yeah. but it's actually South Carolina kids. Yep. And, um, you know, they, they do it at Watchesaw and the Watchesaw Warriors, which is the group of membership that comes together to support that event. It was really good. And it's all about the uh, camaraderie and, and being able to get together. We, we did a big dinner on Friday night, and Jensen Castle came in and spoke to our group uh, Friday evening, which was great to have her back again. But Former Can-Am player. Former Can-Am player, which really brought a lot back to the plate for her. And, um, you know, before I give the final results here, I just want to say that these Canadians are, are, are these kids are unbelievable for – you know, the elements they live in during the wintertime and, and not be able to get outside like our, our kids can a lot of the times. And so they come down here and kind of get warmed up and geared up, and they got their swing coaches and everybody with them. So it's a it's a heck of a thing. But we were we were very fortunate. We had a strong team this year, and we came out with a 44.5 to 27.5 victory over the course of the two days. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, Our kids showed a lot of a lot of grit. They showed a lot of – a lot of true team spirit too. It looks like great. it on the social media. I, I got to be honest. I was sitting there Saturday morning in the in the in the parking lot of Watchesaw, and this one of our kids drives up in his car with four other boys in there, and they got the windows down, and they're blaring. I mean, blaring Whitney Houston's uh, "Star Spangled Banner." Oh, really? Oh, it was fantastic. That's awesome. It was fantastic. So it was. I didn't even tell them to, sh- to, to quiet it down. They were having a great time. So. <laughs> It was a good job. Joe Quick handles that for us and did a great job. Raised a little bit of money for Junior Golf Foundation as well. That's, so. that's right. Um, the Sunday of that weekend, uh, we had Michael McKee and, and Mark Elam with our Junior Golf Association over at Lancaster Golf Club running the Papa Ed Caddy Classic. Um, had a had a bunch of bunch of young men and women out there to play golf that day. Unfortunately, with the makeup of the Monday after the Masters this year, the the point of the Caddy Classic is the winner gets to be the kind of the first pick and on down the line for, for a caddy spot at the Monday after the Masters. Well, with with this year's format change, we're not having caddies, so we hopefully we can bring that back next time. But in the girls' 13-18 division, Emily Baker out of Chapin, uh, minus two, score 70 for an eight-shot victory. Wow. That day in her in the, in the girls' age, in the girls' eight category. And, and in the boys' 13-18, Mr. Matthew Baxley shot him a little minus three, 69 for a uh, a two-shot victory over Richard Anaclario, who also shot under par there. So it was um, it was good. It was a good day. Lancaster's good to have us out there on 
filled up their Sunday, and you know a lot of people like to go out there and play a little golf. So it was good to be able to get out there and get that done. That's right. Um, the the very next day, Alan, we just keep rolling. You know, the very next day we had our forty plus event. It was a two man event we did down at the River Golf Club in, in North Augusta. Um, if you haven't been down there, fantastic golf facility, golf course is great. That's what I heard. It was very good. Very good. Yeah. It was really good. And then and in the the super senior division, uh, we had a, a Walter Todd. Uh, excuse me, super senior division. Jim Wise and S- Steve Gant uh, shot a little minus six sixty five to get to win that division. And in the senior division, Walter Todd and Jack Brown teamed up to five under par sixty six to win their division. And we actually had a for the first time we had a tie for the overall champions. Um, I guess with play that day, they couldn't get back out there for the playoff. Right. And so we just figured, you know, let's give them both the, the championship. And so Marcus Grumbles and Yancey Johnson, uh, along with Chris Chamberlain and his partner Jason Meadows, both shot minus six, 65s wow. for a first-time ever title, co- co-titles. 40-plus, right? 40-plus event. That was our chip-off. Yeah, but with the with the partner events, you know, yeah, we we, yeah. we we went to we went to a co-champion for that particular. I hear. Event. I adopted that chip off into the junior one days at one point. Did you? Yeah, playoffs are tough. Well, playoffs are tough. You know that the chipping's pretty tough too when it yeah. all comes down to one chip. For <laughs> it the finishes. Title. It settles it. It does it real quick, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Um. So yeah, it was good. And the, the next weekend, we <clears throat> golf tournament wise, we had a, another player series, a two day player series event. Uh, over at Fort Jackson. That's right. And uh, we're very fortunate to be able to get over there for the weekend. And in the girls' 13 to 18 division, uh, Claire Green beat out a Miss Ella Stalvey by one shot. Claire shot a 73 72 for a 145 victory. And in the boys' 13 to 18 year old division, uh, we, had a, we had a playoff. We did get the playoff in on this one. Okay. We had a three person playoff. And when it was all said and done, Hunter Warren. Uh, shot a total of 150 and beat out J.P. Carr and Hudson Hatch for the victory at the Player Series there at Fort Jackson. That first day was Saturday. That first day was Saturday, and I don't know if you remember, Al, but that wind was rolling about 20, mm-hmm. 30 miles an hour. You know, these poor juniors don't weigh about about 180 pounds anyhow, <laughs> so they were, they were lucky they weren't blowing all around the place. So it was, uh, but it was good to again. This is a this series fills a gap and and, and it's, it's for for just simplicity purposes it's like corn ferry tour for juniors. Wow! And so those kids all those winners all won automatic exemptions into some of our other events and the other ones all garnered points because it's a point system within the player series. So uh, they did good. So we as we speak, um, we just finished up the senior four ball over at Camden Country Club. We had that on on Monday and Tuesday and uh, man. Have you been out to Camden lately? Yeah. Golf yeah. course looks really good. It does. Nick Price has done a great job out there. Nick does a great job. They have the irrigation. They just redid all that. But it, Camden's so tough, I get scared. And I understand. Well, I've always said you either, you either really love it or you really don't. And I do love it, but once a year is good enough for me. I like it because I can putt from a lot of places. I hear you. I, hear you. <laughs> I have to putt from some places. Um, but, man, what a finish we had. We had – we had, uh, I think it was 64 teams out there over two days. And after the first round, Yancey Johnson and Max Fain, rookies, senior rookies, they both just turned 55. Uh, so they, they had to fir- they had to lead after the first round. But, you, you know, there's still experience in the senior divisions. And, and the team that finally came back and took the title, we've, we've heard their names a lot, Mr. Yep. Rick Cloninger and Kevin King. 
shot an eight under par 62 the second day to get into a tie with Yancey and Max and took three-hole playoff. Uh, They finally parred uh, Kevin and and Rick, parred number 10 to par four there to uh, take the title. So. You know, my longest playoff ever was at Camden. Do you remember that? Which one was that? Four ball, Kemp Hooper. Oh, I do against remember Ian that. Snyder and Josh Gallman. Match played it. How many holes did they end up going? Nine? Eleven extra 11 holes. Eleven extra holes. After, yeah, it was 29 holes they had to play to sell that I match. do remember that because we had the team that they were supposed to play next had to wait like three hours yeah. because they had finished their match early. <laughs> Josh Gallman, he was in college at the time, looked so drained like he would hit a tee shot hit a great tee shot then drag his club back to the cart he was so tired and then Kemp Hooper and them I was having to go get them beer during that whole process I think they went through a case in the playoff but anyway you gotta love it well so that was it's been a busy couple weeks with golf tournaments we we try to squeeze a lot in in March um, because we get into April and it's more of a fundraising month for us we do have the Trescott coming up in the middle of the month but until we meet again I want to remind everybody about the golf ball that we've got coming up on April the 7th at the uh the Alumni Center there at South Carolina. Uh, tickets are available. Sponsorships are still available. Contact Joe Quick here at our foundation, either via our, our phone at 803-732-9311 or, or the JGF website, scjgf.org. Um, and then, Alan, as you know, you've been part of, we roll right from that golf ball. We're going to the Monday after the Masters, which is a big fundraiser for our Junior Golf Association. And uh, they're doing a two-day event this year. So it'll be a Sunday, Monday, Monday after the Masters. And then <laughs> we roll immediately from there. We drive from North Myrtle Beach all the way down to Hilton Head That's for right. the, our tent that we're going to be doing at the Heritage, our sponsor's tent this year. And we'll be there at the Heritage all week long. So uh, a lot of a lot of things happening here in the next couple of weeks. Even though it's not tournaments, it is a lot going on. So. A lot happening. A lot happening. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The My SCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. We are now lucky to be joined by Mr. Bob Spear. Bob, how are you? I am great. Don't say Spears. No. Bob Gillespie has corrected me on that. He said, whatever, Mr. Knights. Yeah, you know? well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Beth Daniel. You know, she, they, right. the, she gets Daniels all the time. Oh, I so, bet. Yeah. I bet. I, I can appreciate it. With a name Biff, I, 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 try to, I try to do it everybody's name as they want it done. So, right. so I know Bob through obviously working at SCGA and state newspaper, golf reporter. You, you're probably more than a golf reporter, but that's how I know you. Well, well that – I'm not anymore, right. as a rule. Uh, you know, I took a bow some years ago, but I came back. Uh, they had me do the golf, uh, the local golf generally, yeah. and uh, it keeps me busy and uh, I, keeps I get, me in the game. I get to see you every year at the city tournament, and That's I enjoy right. that. That's I right. do enjoy that. So how did you get started? Let's go get, deep. Let's go way back. Yeah. Where, where, are you bo- where were you born? Oh, wow. Where did you come from? <laughs> I come from Tallahassee, Florida. Okay. Nice. We moved uh, 
Tallahassee to Atlanta. My dad worked for Gulf Oil. Okay. And uh, moved from Atlanta to Columbia in 1955. And I've been here ever since, basically. Wow. Dad moved on. He and Mom moved on to Charlotte, and he retired in Charleston. But uh, from 55, I was in the sixth grade, so I went to Snyder Elementary, Hand Junior High, wow. Greer, and on to the university. South Carolina. Carolina. University of South Carolina. And yeah. you study? Study journalism. Yep. You know, that's something I, I guess I... It ended up what I wanted to do, I did. Bob, I got to tell you, you know, you studied journalism. I know there's a lot of successful journalists out there, and I, I guess it's just the mindset. Me having to sit down and write something was like a <laughs> – I was never excited about it. I got to be honest. I still to this day, I, I think I do okay with it, but I struggle with it. But to have that, that ability and that, that knowledge and desire. Well, you know, it you develop things. I can remember – and, you know, English class, 10th, 11th grade, whatever, you have to do an essay. Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord, what are you going to do? And y- y- you struggle. I did. Sure. And, uh, you know, you finally would get it done, and uh, then it you evolve, and you basically do an essay every day when you're writing a column. So. And I guess it's probably easier to write on something you like, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Obviously. I mean, yeah. Did yeah. you write for the South Carolina paper? Like not the university, the, the university paper. Or? Actually, it was interesting. I, at the university, uh, I worked on the annual, the, the yearbook, yearbook yeah. instead of the newspaper, and I uh, I went. I worked the summer after my freshman year at the state, uh, just as a intern type, and then the uh, my, after my junior year. I went back and worked this another summer, and they said, hey, why don't you stay on? Well, okay. I stayed on, and uh, except for two years in the service, uh, I was there. Thank you for your for, service. Yeah. <laughs> I was there 44 years until wow. I took a bow in 2008. So. so when did Gillespie get there? Gillespie, oh, he's a young chick. I was about to say, <laughs> did he get on your nerves when he showed up? He, uh, no, he, he. Bob came and was working with the record, Columbia Record, okay. the old Columbia Record, and uh, when the papers merged, he came over to the state. And, and so, but he uh, he probably came to Columbia in the early eighties. Okay, so I, I I pair you two together, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's the Bob and Bob at sure, state papers. Sure. You know what I mean? So, did you start out in sports? Yes. Okay. Uh, what year would you have started? What year would you have started after your internship? Well, that that went that summer of 1964. Okay. Is when I started and stayed on after that. What was your first trip to Augusta? 1991. Wow. Oh, really? You got your time in before the I was a low man on the totem pole. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the boss then was Herman Helms. Okay. He liked the golf, so you knew he was going. <laughs> and Harold Martin had covered golf Boomer. forever. He was going, yeah. and then uh, Gillespie uh, was going go. for the record. And, okay. uh, so it, w- what it wasn't until Herman retired that I, I got to go. You, so you, but you did get to see the old building versus, the I believe they call it the Taj Mahal now? Yeah, so it, it's amazing. The old, the old building was pretty darn good. Yeah. And the Taj Mahal, I mean, when I went back uh, – we're talking about Augusta National Clubhouse? Press. Press, press. Oh, the press. The building. press okay. building yes, is yes. unbelievable. Yep, I've seen the new pictures of it. But they, uh, 
Well, I guess the whole Augusta National is unbelievable. Sure. What they have done and can do and yeah. money is a good thing to have. That's right. Bob is wearing an Augusta shirt. Bob. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I, the one, I, I got press clearance one time at the Heritage through the SCGA. We were doing some stuff, and my first time in the press room, right? I didn't know y'all got free food and drink in there, and I was hanging out with Biff and Joe. I was like, guys, I got to go get lunch. I'll see you guys yeah, in a little while. us and go eat lunch. He wasn't doing any press work. <laughs> I could get used to that. Now, Bob, when you first got going and was doing your early career in writing, I know sports is a little bit of everything. Was right. it focused on football, NASCAR? Or? Well, like most people starting out, you start with the high schools. Yep. And when I started, there were like eight high schools in the Columbia area that i mean you know irmo might as well have been on the moon right I oh mean, yeah it was you know out here i tell the story uh i got a call one time uh, the coach said he had a nice football team and like to get a story and he's on and on and i said uh, okay well and he finally said his name was coach nivens ernie nivens at Irmo High School. And I said, well, exactly where is Irmo? Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, wow. you know, <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the River Bluffs and all that. You no, know, it's all uh, new. There's well, building so many of them now, it's hard I mean, to keep up with. I guess maybe Richmond Northeast was the first one to spread in. I went to Chapin. I grew up and I went to Chapin High School, and it was 2A when I was there, and yeah, now it's 5A. 5A, sure. Uh-huh. It's, the area's it's grown. It's sure, changed. Sure. Did you get to cover? Did, did you get to cover any NASCAR? I, w- I covered some NASCAR later on. Yeah. Uh, wasn't well, my favorite thing to do, but uh, it was okay. How do you write about somebody driving, driving in circles? circles. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard thing. I don't know. There's plenty to write about. But, but anyway, uh, the football teams. I mean, the Carolina Panthers when that came came around. Yeah. What was that the not late nineties? Ninety five, I think, yeah. was the first season. Yeah. Was that exciting for you to have something new to write well, it was about? Another another step up, sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, by then I was sports editor. Okay. And that complicated things in as much as you know now you've got another uh, major thing you've got to cover major sport right. budget wise and you know how we're we going to do that with the same number of people and that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, so it was uh, a problem. I mean. Yeah, but you know the. Uh, that, that was definitely a, a, a big step. I mean, we had we would cover the uh, Hornets basketball and the okay. Panthers football, and uh, but like everything else, kind of around here. And I know you and I have had this discussion many times when college football season gets going. Oh yeah, everything else kind of gets pushed down the line a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I'm not out there now. I have no association. In fact, I don't think the paper even has a building in Columbia anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> they have an office, but not a building. But uh, uh, I would imagine that the uh, right now, I don't know, probably have two people, two reporters with the women's basketball team, which is understandable yep. with a national championship at stake. And But... Uh, I would imagine everybody else is at spring football practice. Well, let me ask you this. Since you're talking about that with the building and what have you, and it's not just kind of on the paper side of things still, obviously the paper, the newspaper industry has changed immensely since you've been a part of it. Oh, yeah. but, but, I mean, it, it's all digital now, majority of it. Um, even what I read, I, I quit subscribing to the physical paper, but I still like to go read it online. But I'm literally reading about sports events from two days ago because they can't get it to press in time. Well, that's uh, 
that's how the nature of the business, so to speak, has just changed so dramatically. I mean, the paper, I believe, is printed in Charlotte. Yep. I don't know how many copies they are. I don't know what the circulation is anymore. But the deadline is 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, just as an example, a couple of years ago uh, at the uh, state uh, amateur at a Columbia Country Club, yep. uh, ended about 3 o'clock, and right. they had to push the deadline back a little bit to get the story and picture of uh, John. I remember you and I were, were going going back and forth trying to get that thing done as quick as we could. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the same time, we were trying to figure out if Jonathan Grizz was the youngest amateur. And so oh, yeah. I got phone calls out there. I'm trying to call people to make sure I'm not screwing up and telling them <laughs> it wrong and turned out. But, but again, it goes to show you the change and the difference of what yeah. we used to – we used to back in the day when we first finished a tournament, we we would fax results out. That's yeah. how you got results, and we'd be faxing at seven or eight o'clock at night, and you could probably get it into paper the next morning. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, the deadline, the final edition deadline was one a.m. Huh. For the Columbia, the Metro area papers. I mean, we was we had an early edition like ten thirty, that. Uh, well, it's not as good as it is now. Because then it was still printed in the it local was, area. Yeah, it was printed here, and you, oh, it was – the philosophy has changed. Yeah. Uh, I think it goes back to the uh, – like the evening news on TV, the Huntley Brinkley and Walter Cronkite basically put the afternoon newspapers out of business. Really? Oh, okay. And so the same thing has happened – with the morning newspapers is what the internet has done. Yeah, yep. instant and, uh, information. I don't know if uh, somewhere down the line, I'm, well, I'm sure it was, that somebody misjudged the impact of the internet, somebody way up the mm-hmm. line and did not prepare for it adequately or whatever. But uh, it's... Uh, it, You've it covered changed everything. What, like uh, you know, you know, right now, uh, uh, you'll go know at nine o'clock tonight, uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, whenever they play. Right, how right. the women's basketball game came out. Yeah, and you probably right. have seen it on TV, and you know, or on your phone. I got what a push notifi- I get push notifications. You know, I mean, yeah. Yahoo Sports tells me what happens with the yeah Gamecock yeah. stuff. I, I got it. You've covered what was. You've covered a lot of golf, and I want to talk about the amateur yeah. golf you've covered. What was the first ever golf tournament you were assigned to, uh, first event? Oh, wow. Was it a local or a High PGA? school, it not old local, match. I'm sure. I remember the first – it wasn't a tournament. But <laughs> they had out at uh, a place off of Trenum Road, a new sub – Rockbridge used to have a par three course out there. Okay. Really? And they had a – it was in, you know, a subdivision type thing, and they were having a closest to the pen contest, and that was my early days. They sent me out there. I had no idea what – I played baseball. I didn't know anything about Well, that golf. was going to be my next question. Did you play golf? <laughs> I didn't play golf. I remember that. Uh, I, You know, I don't really know. I can remember asking uh, Harold Martin, who we said covered uh, golf forever, okay – the 18 holes out there, and there are four players on every hole probably, three or four. How do you know what's going on? Yeah. Back then, that was tough. Yeah. Well, you had to yeah. ask somebody. Yeah. And right. then, you know, if they 
We're Things wrong. might get enhanced a little yep. bit in the translation. Yep. So. No doubt about it. Now, Harold, Harold Martin, he did, was it the golf record, I think it was, that he called his, his little newspaper? Because uh, he did some writing for the SCGA for a little while. Boomer. Yeah. That's how I knew him. Yeah. Boomer, was, that was his nickname. And, uh, yeah, he, he did it forever. And then I did it. I don't, I'm not sure how I got involved. Uh, Gillespie should have been. But I got involved in the mid '90s sometime because I know I covered the uh, the state uh, junior when Lucas and Kyle Thompson and okay. uh, out at Lexington, yeah, out at Lexington, that crowd were playing, and uh, I always remember uh, Kyle Thompson say Lucas was the biggest. He always used to beat us, but then we <laughs> caught up, and then <laughs> Lucas still beat him in yeah, <laughs> on yeah. that, but. Uh, that's great. I, I know I covered those. and uh, Did you start playing some golf, though? I, mean, I did. I know you did. I did. I started playing some golf for one one reason, really. When I got to be sports editor, uh, to get away from the telephone. Sure. That was before the uh, <laughs> cell phones. Yep, yep. So I said, what can I do? And I go to the golf course <laughs> and get away from the uh, – never got very good. Uh, I mean, I – Played at it. And, you have fun, hopefully. Uh, drove Robin all crazy trying to correct my flaws. And, uh, oh, that's great. But, you know, the thing is that uh, late comer in golf, you're used to what you did. And you all know better than anybody, if you don't get that foundation early, it's going to be hard to come back and get it later. Well, I got I got my foundation early and lost it later, and it's not <laughs> come back yet since. So. Well, at least you had it. <laughs> <laughs> I, here's a question. When you're covering amateur, amateur golf, do you get – and nothing against this man. I love Steve Lieber to death. But do you get tired of Steve winning everything? Do you kind of wish maybe we might have a different story this time? <laughs> well, I, my philosophy is I always root for the story. Right, right. And uh, if the story is uh, Robert Dargan and Gus Sylvan beating Steve in the city tournament, that's good. Right. And if Steve wins, it's Steve and his now one plaid some, shorts yeah. – uh, Kicking everybody again. His so. fashion attire, yeah. yeah. No, he's won a bunch, and I know, like I said, it could be – we've seen this story before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, well, so. you, you, it can get to the point where you, you're looking for different things you, right. uh, that, uh, to how to write it. Uh, I know when, when I was in my previous role as tournament director, and Kurt Page does a good job with it, and now we got Michaela King who does a very good job with our, with our uh, director of marketing. But to me – you know, we ran so many golf tournaments, and you get done, and you try to write a story, a quick little two or three paragraph, or to, to summarize the event. I felt like I was writing the same thing over, no matter who won. Yeah, I felt like I was writing the same thing over and over again. It's got to be tough. So. Yeah, well, it can be, and uh, you know, it. The uh, paper talk uh, asked me to do something this week about how the state players and the pros are doing on the PGA Tour, and. It's so many categories in there, it's hard yep. to uh, condense and say, well, you know, why has he played only three or four tournaments and uh, this guy's played 15, so. Well, you would have had you a heck of a story this past Sunday as, as, as <laughs> uh, Dustin Johnson and Kevin Kisner were vying for the match oh, play yeah. championship and then Ben Martin was doing what he was doing and 
Uh, it didn't all come to fruition as we'd hoped, but no. I've I still have all the South Carolina players favorited in my golf channel app. I did. Yeah. Yep. Same and thing. I mean, I think we must have had about ten. Oh, it's incredible. I yeah. Mean, showing his, Andrew his, Novak, who won the amateur. Novak at the was beach. up there last week, and yeah, uh, yeah and uh, I was amazed. I'm not amazed. Uh, the way Kevin it plays match play. I mean, that would. He says he's annoying, I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, it must be if you these guys that, you know, hit it a ton and you hit it out there 300 and he hits it 270 and you get it on the green and he flips it up there on the green closer than you and he makes the putt. And, I mean, you know, it's, as you know, match play is totally different. But, uh, right. but, you know, Kevin, he played one heck of a round in the players the other day. He got the bad half of that draw. Sure did. And he played. He still finished fourth, but that second round he played in the after, that Saturday with the wind blowing. He still shot seventy four. Yeah, that was pretty good. I tell you what, that 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 particular round we're talking about the, that TPC on um, when the wind was blowing so hard, and that just goes to show how good those guys are. I mean. We, yes. The three of us sitting around this table, we we were shot a million, um, and they you know they're managing to get it around almost an even par most of them. Yeah, I know. Just another example of that. I saw the Clemson women had a tournament up at one of the Cliffs courses this past week, and the scores the first day were, you know, the team scores were no more than ten over par, and but then the middle day when the wind blew. The team scores with 30 over par. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, those guys are really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Is there anybody, and I've asked Stan O'Linick this question, and he's definitely gave an answer about it. Is there anybody you, you wouldn't want to interview again that you walked away going, that guy's arrogant? <laughs> and not local, but, you know, a PGA Tour player or a baseball player. Well, it depends. Uh, you think – People have their moments and, and and the moments of competition. I mean, uh, Tiger could be difficult when he didn't win, and you know that was. Now Tiger's a totally different person. Right. But uh, uh, I can remember at the uh, Masters one year he finished third or fourth, and he just blew everybody off. Uh, Dustin is. Not the easiest person to interview. Uh, so, uh, just because reasons. just because you think you're confusing him with the questions, or <laughs> no, no. no, I mean you know, and I understand that uh, sometimes uh, you know some of these guys have gotten burned by Reporters. the media, yeah, and it's a totally different animal. Somebody, some style is a gotcha yeah. type stuff yeah. and I, I, I never like that Doesn't you know I parallel that around to what we've done in our, our careers rules officials you know there's some rules officials that are out there just to help and be available whenever they need to be there's some out there trying to catch you doing things yeah and I, I think that's a little bit of what you're talking about yeah I bet yeah sure it's the same well what it's, it's like our friend Bill Smunk the story I've always heard and, and I'm gonna leave out details but he was after I believe the SCGA event and the, the green, there was an issue with the greens, and he was talking to a friend at, at the table eating lunch afterwards, and the reporter, <laughs> and hopefully it wasn't you, uh, <laughs> quoted him and said, "Those are the worst greens, you know." And 
And most and, interesting. Okay, and so but ever then, Bill Smunk would answer. Ever since then, it's the best golf course I've ever played. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that story. It was in the state. It wasn't me, and I, I know the reporter who did it. But uh, yeah, uh, those things uh, they happen. Yeah, they happen, and uh, you know that was not a good thing on the reporter's part. Uh, oh, right, but. Uh, it, it happens. Yeah, it, it happens. Made it everywhere, not yeah. just here. but Yeah. Were you a uh, part of your golf and PGA tournament experiences? Was Heritage a big part of what you did? Did you do much Heritage? Uh, I did. I started doing the Heritage later. Again, uh, Gillespie, had, I think, had a record going back, not to Arnold Palmer, but right. <laughs> to the late 70s. Bob worked in Orangeburg and Charleston and maybe Greenville before he came to Columbia. So, And he would go, and I, I went in later years at the Heritage. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, it's a different animal the week after the, the Masters. It's, uh, it's a different for the players and right. the energy just doesn't seem the same it's 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 always seemed to me that the heritage is, is a big old cocktail party with the golf tournament going on right and, and yeah. a great golf tournament great facilities great great uh golf course it just as a you know it's like it's almost like the augusta's now gotten to the point where you almost hold your breath so you don't do anything wrong and then right. you kind of you kind of let it out when you get to the heritage yeah. um it's not obviously it's not like the uh the waste management championship down over no, there but it's no. it does does its own so who was your reporter who got into it with spurrier so much who's no longer with the paper uh ron morris yes yeah. those two really went back and forth with each other yeah. didn't they yeah that was interesting that uh uh, Spurrier was uh, he was a newspaper guy. He liked newspapers, and, and, and I, I, that was after my time. Okay, uh, I'm not don't know all the details yeah. of it, but but uh, anyway, I remember it's, like, I remember Spurrier being with Gillespie on some video clips. Isn't that right, Bob? You know, Bob was <laughs> yeah. amongst a scrum of reporters, but, right? Yeah, yeah, but and uh, it, it was funny. I mean. Joe Person, who was the uh, USC beat writer then, he could call Spurrier anytime, you know, 24 hours a day, and they would talk forever. But he wouldn't, he had a uh, war of words, I guess you'd right. say, going on with Ron. Yeah. But he was helping the newspaper by <laughs> talking to Joe. It, it, uh, it was just interesting. Uh, yeah. Know, yeah, I'm not trying to rehash all that, but I just remember that's I, that's when I read the paper a lot. You know, you yeah. those yep. two were getting into it, and it seemed like it was uh, football. One of the basketball players wanted to play football, and I can't remember. I don't know. Ron right. took Spurrier to task for trying to. I think you're right. Yeah, stealing a player. I forget the whole story, but uh, have yeah. you have you enjoyed? Uh, it's tough being a Gamecock fan. You've been <laughs> one for a long time. I, I, you know, I'm not a fan as such. I mean, yes, I observe so to speak but uh you know being with the newspaper it as i say i rooted for the story right and uh you know the story sometimes was good and a lot of times it was <laughs> a lot of times most of the time bob 48 years i've been a gamecock fan this has not been a whole lot of years we can yeah, celebrate well so. by the time usc had that streak one beat clemson five or six times whatever it was yeah. i was out of the uh, away from the paper, so okay. you didn't, I didn't get to enjoy it. Didn't get to see that, but 
Now you're still doing some uh, some some local writing. You do a little bit of writing for the paper, I guess, contractually. I, I don't yeah. know how that works, but I, I I will tell you, you've been a you've been a blessing to golf here in the Columbia area as far as what you do and trying to get it in the paper and, and out there so we people can read about it. Well, I, I, it's something I say something to do. It's something I like to do, and uh, you know I think it, you know, I like golf. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, and uh, the uh, always good personalities, uh, good stories uh, involved, and uh, good people, uh, I guess, for the most part. Uh, and so it's, uh, you know, a labor of love, so to speak. I would just wish it could be more. Uh, but, you know, through the years, the emphasis changes. And yeah. uh, so it's not what I would like, but, uh, you know, you try to do what you can. Uh, were you um, were you ever on Michael Whitaker's golf rankings panel? Yes, I thought you were on there for a little while. I still am, actually, okay. but I don't. I'm not a big fan of the panel. Right. I uh, question severely our uh, panel's ratings, so to speak. And uh, yeah, it, it, you know, I mean, it, eye of the beholder. Sure. Uh, exactly. Sure. Exactly. But uh, I just sometimes I, I look at the ratings and say, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree with you. And I, I'll be honest, I, I was on there for a little bit, and I, for, for multiple reasons I, I had to exit primarily because I quit playing golf. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I see where you can come from with some of that. Well, I mean, you know, you say people haven't played the courses or something. You know, how many people have played Sage Valley? Right, not many. How many have played Congaree? Very few. But they, you know, it's a, the way he's, the uh, the scoring is done on a percentage basis. So if 10 people to give, 10 out of 10 give it a high rating, it's going right, to, right. and the other 100 or however many on the panel haven't played it, you know. Yeah. I don't know exactly how the scoring goes, but I have some questions, I say, about the uh, results. I well, won't argue with uh, Harbor Town. I won't argue with the Ocean Course being up there. I don't necessarily say that's the best. Right. I didn't vote for it as best. I hear you. You're, <laughs> you're fighting for the Dunes Club, aren't you? I like the Dunes Club. Yeah, but, I like the Dunes uh, <laughs> I think I voted May River first. Yeah. So. I've yet to been. I've yet to go there. Where do you play your golf here in Columbia when you get to play? Fort Jackson. Fort Jackson. Yeah, it's nearby. And uh, which yeah. one of the golf courses do you like the most, or do you play the most? Uh, oh, Hickory. Old I think Hickory. is more challenging. Uh, uh, so I play wildcat. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> when I when I have accumulated too many uh, balls in my bag, I go over to Old Hickory and That's hit some in funny. the water. <laughs> we just had a we just had a junior player series event out there this past weekend, and uh, that wind was blowing on Saturday. And oh I was boy, telling people yeah. these poor these poor kids, eighty pounds years old, they're they're blowing all over the place. They're I doing everything they, they can to keep the footing. So I'm um, gonna throw a random question from a another podcast i do what was the first car you drove first car i drove yeah mm. gotta go deep here Bob. Yeah, I, want, I want to hear the color everything <laughs> how about a 1958 chevrolet bel-air bel-air oh yeah i bet that's fancy it sounds fancy oh yeah <laughs> well you know the 57 was the classic chevrolet right and then 
58 was the first one, and then later on, uh, Dad got us, my brother and I, a 59 Chevy that was... Uh, red, cherry no, red. No, it was... Uh, it, it was blue, but it it had lost all its uh, style, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny, man. Uh, Do you remember, what was the first golf clubs you you purchased? Do you remember? Or maybe not purchased, but the first set you played with. The first set I played with was some knockoff pings. Okay, wood wood woods or what? Persimmon woods. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Well, just the I remember those black ping woods. I didn't uh, start. Titanium uh-huh. was out when I started playing golf. No, these were. The metal. Okay. I get. This was nineties. So yeah. Metal would come in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's about the transition yeah. time. Cause I yeah. Was, I went through the transition time as a junior. Did yeah. you? I remember playing the old power built persimmon woods. Yeah. You know, coming up, and then 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 Taylor May came out with all their drivers, and and the tour spoon. Right. Um, right. The J driver was big in my time back then. I remember when my, my wife's uncle was a salesman, and he got. Uh, various prizes for selling. Yeah, and he didn't play golf. But when he passed away, we found uh, still in the box uh, Spalding uh, top something other top spot or something. Yeah. Still in the box golf clubs that had oh, to wow. date back to the fifties. So. I'll be darned. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like everything else. The uh, clubs have changed. So. Right. Oh, totally, totally. And, uh, and I, I'm guilty of having old technology big time. But I've got brand new technology that looks sits in my office and I look at it every day. <laughs> the technology, unfortunately, does not translate. I, you still got to hit the ball in the center right. of the club. Man. Exactly right. <laughs> Did you ever get to cover the British Open? No. Okay. No, I never went to the British. I've been to the PGA and the U.S. Open and the Masters. Do you ever get to play Augusta on part of their press day or anything? Played Augusta one time on press day. Yeah. You know, on the, now, how does that work on press day? They have a lottery, and uh, they pick. I don't know how it works, but some of the TV technicians say they get twenty of those and twenty media members okay. or something like that. Yeah. And I got picked two thousand and twelve. Nice. Did you enjoy your round? Oh yeah. That uh, was interesting, but yeah, it was a ninety-seven. By the way, I hear you. I hear you. Pars on the three. <laughs> there you go. Give it to me. Three seven and uh, thirteen. Man, nice. that's awesome. Now there was some doubles and triples in there too. <laughs> well, you know, that happens. That I happens. played number nine down the first fairway, and uh, but you know it's funny. I wrote about this not long ago. Last year at the Masters, <clears throat> yeah, they weren't. They were some patrons, but not the full yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we, uh, I was just wandering on Saturday afternoon, and that was a, again an early deadline type situation at the paper. So I wasn't worried about writing anything. And it was before it rained on Saturday afternoon, and I uh, wandered down the ninth fairway. There was two or three of us sitting there, and all of a sudden you hear four. Ball come. It didn't come close to hitting us, but it was over our heads right. in the trees. And it goes down there, and at the bottom of the hill, hits a pine tree and ricochets back out into the rough. I mean, into the first cut, as they call it. So the golfer had a shot. And the golfer turned out to be 
Hideki. Oh, really? And if that ball goes the other way, wow, he's not going to make par on that hole. Wow. And he wins the tournament by one shot. So, you know, wow. How things funny things you see. I mean, that. Uh, yeah. I, man, that iconic image of his caddy bowing to oh, the course. Oh, that was great. That was, yes. that was great. They, yeah. they did a good job with that. They, um, yeah, that that you know the Augusta National Experience. If you get to do it, I think it's it's, it's eye opening for a lot of people as far as the the undulations, the hills, the the, yes. the greens. Where you you gotta sometimes you gotta put one side of the green to get it to the whole location. And I remember, oh gosh, uh, I guess it's sixteen. Was it? Uh, well, you've seen Nicholas putt from the right side and make it over mm-hmm. there and uh the one i guess it was our group the day i played uh, one of the foursome was on the right side and it was still the pin was still the sunday pin on the top left and uh caddy says putt over here and he said now the hole's over here All he right. said trust me type put thing. you back to it and go yeah yeah wow. it's pretty amazing uh the undulation and all of that. So. so when you're at Augusta and you're and you're and you're working, yeah. you're not playing. Uh, when you're working in and you're in the Taj Mahal pre- right. press room, um, hundreds hundreds of other reporters. I mean, is is, yeah. it, is there, so is there a scale who has access to certain people or questions, or is it just kind of start asking? Well, it depends. Well, before the tournament, they'll get the top players. Uh, to come into the press room for a sit-down, answer-question type situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the tournament, they, they've they improved through the years. It used to be you had to chase down anybody you wanted to talk to if, it were, if he wasn't a leader. But now they've got it set up where if uh, Kisner or Lucas this week uh, – if I need to talk to them, when they come, when they sign their scorecard, they have a media person who will say, hey, will you come? I mean, okay. they don't have to right. because I know uh, last year at the PGA, they, of course, they had that set up down there too. And uh, the guys that didn't play well, well, we're not cooperative, no. shall we say. You know, Formula One Racing League, those drivers are required on their little media deal. Two questions. And then after your two questions, they can they're free to move on. I think to it's next. a good rule. I mean, yeah. you know, they they the guys won't. And I, of course, I'm not in their spot, but I understand you had a bad round. You want to go work on it. You just don't feel like talking. But you know, you, it, it's to your advantage when you have a good round too, and you right. want to talk. You know, I, I think yeah. You have well, to, that's the thing, and it would it would seem to me as much as the sponsors are involved and all that that they would want their yeah. guys up there. Sure. Uh, they look like NASCAR drivers now with all the I logos know, on their they shirts really and do. collars yeah. and not, all that. Not quite, but they're getting there. Kisner's right? loaded up right now. Yeah. I noticed all the ones he had this last week. Yeah, I mean, they're all in, uh, you know, you, you get to recognize. Uh, it, and, you know, it's like um, Dustin will be at Hilton Head next week, I guess. Oh, yeah. But yeah. that RBC, it was yeah. back in the day like when Tiger – uh, would play the Buick Open somewhere in Michigan, was it? Right. But uh, for Buick. For Buick, yeah. of course. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a sponsor 
obligations. So, yeah, yeah, and they want to see their logo. And, you know, the Mickelson situation, I mean, you know, bad press, and they drop him like a hot potato. They have dropped him. And, uh, you know, they don't want to be associated with that, and that make they make change their mind. But You've got some inside knowledge. Is he suspended? And I just don't not, know. Okay. I have no idea. All right. But I would think if he's not suspended – I'm sure that Fred Ridley might have had a word of prayer with him <laughs> from Augusta. Well, I mean, Augusta, they don't need the media circus up right. there. They don't they want don't, it, do they? No. They, they don't, don't want all that mess. But Tiger's plane was there practicing yesterday. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's uh, interesting. I, I, I was thinking about driving over here. If you ever wondered about the straw that serves to drink, uh-huh. it's the reaction to Tiger yeah. yesterday, I mean – I was listening on the satellite radio, and they were talking about uh, his plane, and one said his plane, one said his rental plane. I don't know, and, <laughs> but uh, you know, taking off from Augusta, and I mean, taking off from somewhere in Florida and headed north, and they tracked it. Oh, it's now at Augusta. Oh, wow. uh, you know, on yeah. and on, and you know, now we know that uh, JT and Tiger and Charlie, his son, were yeah. playing. Or playing. That's what. Yeah. They said, which means Tiger's going to play next week. Or does it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be glued, I'll be tuned in either right. way. Right. Well, yeah. I tell you, that's a hard course to walk. I mean, that, oh, yeah. that is, uh, that's tough. And uh, his legs, I mean, I know he works out like crazy, but I don't know. All right. Uh, what is um, – sure it would be Augusta. What's the favorite event you've ever covered? The favorite event I ever covered was the 1999 U.S. Open at Pinehurst. Yes, I was there. Yeah. That last, well, let's see, it, everywhere but Augusta. That was Payne Stewart? Hmm? Was that, that Payne Stewart, yeah. Everywhere but Augusta, you can, the media can get inside the ropes with a media badge. And I, the, the, the Saturday, I think I followed Mickelson and Tiger were playing together. And then Sunday, Tiger, I mean, Tiger and Vijay Singh were in the next to last group, and Mickelson and Stewart were in the last group. Right. right. And, you know, just inside the ropes, the energy, you, I mean, it was just stunning, really. Right. I mean, it. Football, you're, the pre- you're in the press box. You don't see – I mean, you see it, but you don't feel it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that uh, – and, yeah, you think back on Stewart. Uh, I think he three-putted 15 to go a stroke down. And then Nicholson is 15 feet on 16, and uh, Payne is on the other side of the world, <laughs> and he made the putt. Mickelson missed, so they're even again. And then uh, Stewart made another putt on 17 and 18. I mean, did you cut the sleeves off your rain suit that week, too? No, no, I didn't. (laughs) I guess the beauty of that, too, I mean, that Pinehurst in June, but it was just as pleasant as it could be. Right. I mean, it was. (laughs) And, you know, the times they've gone back to Pinehurst, eh, you know, this wasn't, to me, it wasn't much. The excitement was nowhere near the same. I mean, uh, Michael Campbell won in 2005. 
and I think the only excitement of the day was was Tiger going to catch up, <laughs> and he was way back, and right. he did make a run, and uh, then Keimer just ran away with it in 2014 when they were there, so... And they're booked through like 2060 or something. Yeah, I, mean, I heard yeah. they just uh, somebody just announced a championship uh, for for uh, maybe it was a Ryder Cup for 1951. I mean, uh, 19, 2050. 2000, 20, 2051. Yeah, really. I mean, that, that's some long term planning right there. Wow. Mm. Yeah, they got it planned out. I don't. Gosh, I, you know, that, obviously they know what they're doing, but uh, that just seems. Too far. That's a long way. It does. Yeah. That's long. Be, being in the in, being in the planning and and, and course scheduling business, uh, even two to three years out doesn't really pan out. Sometimes you never, you never know you what's going to happen in between there. COVID. Uh, yeah. COVID. That's right. is, there, is there anything we left out you would like to say before we wrap this up? Anything? Let me throw something in okay. there real quick okay. too, because I, I I will say this. Bob and I talk on a regular basis. We he. He's been very good to us. He's good to, to my father before me, and and uh, you know we talk on a, on a weekly basis. In fact, Bob sat down and, and spoke with uh, Jeff Jeffrey Cannell, who's our, our president, and um, uh, Jeff called me to kind of find out what you know some things I wanted to push or things I wanted him to talk about. I said. I said, Jeff, Bob could probably tell you what I need to push to talk about because we talk on a regular. So, But my point of this is, Bob, you, you have been so good for golf in, in the area, locally in particular, but in the state, and and spreading the word. And I just much appreciation of what you do and, and try to push out there for us. Well, I thank you. I, I, it's a labor of love, really, because uh, – Probably not going to get rich on what they pay me to do that. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, as I said, uh, it's, you're involved with generally good people and good activity, wholesome activity. Yeah. And, uh, so it's something you enjoy doing. And uh, the people you meet, I mean, that's the best part. Uh, I mean, from, you know, you, you go back uh, – to uh, the players you watch grow up the other day. The other day I was thinking, I remember uh, probably it was six, seven years ago, sitting out at Cobblestone where USC then had their practice facility and watching uh, Matthew Neesmith mm-hmm. hit balls and Puggy was there, Puggy and Bill McDonald both. And uh, they would talk about just little stuff over my head but you want to do this you want to do that and you know you watch him he, he just hitting the ball I, that's one guy I mean I know a lot of these college players yep. got grand visions but he ain't gonna miss <laughs> and I thought he was gonna get through the other day at sure the uh, yeah Val, was it Valspar I believe yeah, it was yeah yeah because he what had to play off by one shot yeah and uh well, you, you've got to see a lot of good ones come through at the collegiate level, at the city level too. I mean, we've had you know oh, yeah. some of those guys that have come through and been did part you, of did it. Did you cover it when Dustin won the city? No, guys. Uh, Gillespie covered it back okay. then. Oh, I I think my first city tournament. I wasn't covering the tournament itself. I was just writing a column then. Odds are it was Leibler. I talked to yeah, <laughs> Bud Cronin. You remember Bud? Yeah. Bud? Okay. Yeah. Bud won the senior thing one time and uh basketball player at usc and, yeah oh i played golf at usc too i said 
You did? He said, yeah, we got to play at Forest Lake. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that was his motivation <laughs> to be on the golf team. Yeah, I but, think Buzz uh, is a Spring Valley member. <laughs> that was, uh, you know, people like Robert Darkin. I yeah. mean, just great folks. Yeah. Greg McBride. I yeah. Mean, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was on the list. We could go down a whole Oh, list yeah. And you, yeah you start <laughs> naming names, we'll be here all day. <laughs> I know. But, uh, that is know, true. It, How about uh, nicknames? Can we get into nicknames? <laughs> Y'all got some nicknames running through that city championship. I don't know them all. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to know them all. But I do enjoy you coming out every year. And uh, even Bob, even Bob can't make it. If he has a conflict, he says, here's my phone number. Make sure they call me. Yeah. You know, You know, one thing funny, last year at the city tournament, uh, oh, gosh, what was the young man that won the tournament? Bryce, um, oh, doggone it. Anyway, uh, I was talking to him after the tournament. And... Uh, he was playing with Eddie Hargett. Yep. I mean, you talk about Alpha and the Omega, <laughs> the um, old and young. Sure. And uh, he goes out there, and he's got a big lead, and uh, I think he made. This was the weather. Big. This was the weather event, right? right. Where we had yeah. in and out, and in yeah. and out, and Alan screwed up the whole rain yeah. thing. I think he made three doubles uh, on the back nine. But anyway. Uh, he talk, did. Talking to him, he said, he "Bronson was, Myers." Bronson Myers. Yeah. I really enjoyed playing with Mister Hargett. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's yeah, great. Now, Bronson's a good kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrific. And uh, you know the. Uh, but that's what that's what golf does. You know, it brings that young and old together in a, in, a, in an atmosphere that can do so. I mean, it's well, you go conducive. out and you well, you got the tournaments. Uh, you've got uh, Todd White. Yes. You can go out there at 52 with 53 years old, and you get uh, uh, the Reynolds crowd, uh, Reynolds, all yeah. that uh, that age group playing college golf. Yep. And there's Todd White right there with them. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Todd made sure I've re- – I think the last period he was at for the amateur, he was – he was he was senior senior man on the, in the group by like probably forty years or so, and he made sure I read out. They're all wondering why this old man's on the tee box with him. He says, "Make sure you read out those amateur championships. I won past championships. I got you covered, Todd White." So, yeah, but yeah, he's good. Well, Bob, let, let me tell you, I, I appreciate you making the trip out here and to be part of this with us. And uh, again, I thank you for everything you've done for us. I know Alan's appreciative for everything yeah. you've done for the city tournament and and golf in general in the area so thank you for everything well thank you thank you for having me i enjoyed uh visiting with you and uh thinking about old cars yeah (laughs) once upon a time i certainly learned some things today and i I enjoyed that so thank you as always and even though we don't work together it's one of those guys you feel like you work absolutely he's part of my team i I love it you've been in the trenches with him that's it thank you mr speaker thank you sir you're welcome thank you